Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Good, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing good, my friend. Doing good. We, uh, of course, wrapped up our trifecta, well, bifecta, I guess now, um, birthday week. So it was good. Ruth had a good birthday. I had a good birthday. We went to Boo at the Zoo um, with some friends. And then, yeah, I had a good time. I, had, I rocked my Blockbuster employee uniform, got some compliments uh, because I knew it would be cold. I bought a blue a royal blue sweatshirt and found a blockbuster patch. I ironed it on. Boom. Yeah. And stayed in character. There you go. <laughs> I had I had my copy of uh, Speed widescreen. Uh, my very first quote unquote letterboxed, because you know, that's what they used to call widescreen uh, VHS movie, and also my copy of Oh Batman Forever. Yeah. Those two on VHS. So I had those kind of traveling with me. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun. Everybody had a good time. York was a banana because we're still waiting on the rest of his Halloween costume to arrive. And uh, Grayson was Dr. Jane Goodall with her little pet chimpanzee, uh, strapped her shirt. It was really cute. And then Ruth was a pirate. So that was fun. Great costumes at Bile and fun times. I had a, I love the zoo because ever since, you know, I feel that the ours, the Nashville Zoo incorporating alcohol into the experience really does actually add something to the parents. <laughs> it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Trekking all that. And uh, whereas like adding alcohol to college football is not exactly helping anybody. So, anyways, I had a, what did Ruth have? She had a, it wasn't a mojito, but it was something else. It was really good. She didn't like it, but it tastes like Smarties. So I was like, I'll take that one. Yeah. And then she found one that had the margarita stand, and she ended up drinking most of it, and then I had to finish it off. And then I had to have a, and then I had coffee at the end to wind it down. Yeah. <laughs> Flying down the evening. So, no, everybody had a great time. Few animals out, most of them were away, but the experience was, you know, to walk around, see all the decorations, uh, all the lights, and then, of course, the trick or treat stations for the kids. So, but no, just like every year, fun time and a good way to spend, and the perfect way to spend my birthday. So, and, uh, you know, Ruth got me two tickets to go see Blink 182. Next summer here, Bridgestone of all places during right. in July. I still haven't figured that one out. It's yeah. like not the amphitheater. It's maybe that's all I can get. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess. I mean, six years ago is the last time they were here. Twenty sixteen was the last time they were in Nashville. Mm-hmm. At that point, York was five, almost almost six. Grayson was one, almost two, because <laughs> it was in August, and so I ended up going by myself, and it was an amazing show. Absolutely loved it. Beautiful night. Yeah, just very well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was awesome. So this time it's Bridgestone, and we got some. Bruce got some pretty good tickets, and uh, so I'm going to take Yorick for his first time. So it's kind of a, which is great because the first time I went Sublink was with his mom and I went back in 2000. Yeah, 2000, 2001, Mark Tom and Travis show. Um, trying to think who all opened. Is it the fray? I think the fray opened and it was like, no, that one's for that one. I forgot who the opening band was. And then bad religion opened for blink. And then, yeah, and that was, in, and that was in Kansas city 2000. I think it was crazy, Yeah. but now it's my first blink show. And now I get to take York to his first one. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, I really hope you are even remotely interested. <laughs> like I just, like I, I don't want you feeling like I'm forcing you to go. If you don't want to go, I'll take somebody. Like I'll take somebody yeah. else. But I just think you would have a really good time. That's an even if you don't like the music, they put on an amazing show in general. And uh, I just think you'll like the experience. He's like, oh no, I'm excited. I'm like okay, cool. Just don't want to. I don't want to be that dad that's like forcing you to go do things, and you're just going to like hate it the entire time. Yeah. Especially probably can't even imagine what Ruth paid for the tickets. <laughs> and I'm not going to look either because I don't want to know. <laughs> no, I, I, so I guess Ticketmaster is doing this thing now where they do, uh, I forgot how they word it. Oh, demand pricing. So basically, if there's a huge demand for the show, like tons of people are wanting to buy it, they jack up the prices probably using some jacked up algorithm thing. Yeah. But if the demand, as if, they see a demand decrease and they go lower the ticket prices. That sucks. Yeah, that's a shit way to do it. But it is. Be a set price. Yeah. Race it. That's it. Yep. Good old days. But but, I guess that's business. Supply and demand. I'm just hey, I'm just glad they're not doing it for movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that would definitely put a damper on the experience. Like man, I paid twenty bucks for this seat. That'd yep. be good. <laughs> Thirty or more. Like, yeah, that's where you go. I'll wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, or I pay fifty bucks for this, and you're in my seat. Get up. Yep. <laughs> well, kind of fun. Get. Yep. I'm get. Yep. Ah. Man. Ugh. Oh well. As always, thankful for another year. Still be here. So I would like to say another year, another year wiser, but that's pretentious and probably inaccurate (laughs) but you know i think 45 looks good on me so i'll take it and i'm not even mad about it i'm still i'm still five years away from being a middle-aged so half a century yep gotta love that longevity in my family right all right anyways how are you pretty good um you brought up alcohol for um through at the zoo last couple trips i'll make to the movies i you know they serve alcohol at the theater yeah so first time i got one of those um spike lemonades it was like a mango spike lemonade Ooh, that sounds delicious yeah i think i drank that when i went to see um terrifier 2 oh yeah yep 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 and then there was another one. I think they're like their house 
house margarita, pineapple mango. Ooh. Pretty much margaritas with mango. Yeah. It's like basic and then pineapple. I'll That's take it. Good. Shoot. Kind of pricey. Speaking of... <laughs> a little pricey, yeah. but. So are the ones at the zoo. Yeah. But it's good. It was good. Like a good margarita. Okay. Me too. Yep. Not one to say no. Then this week I spent a lot of time watching disaster movies, so I'll, <laughs> I'll mention those. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty week. <laughs> Bleak week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, still think things still looking bright, but yeah, uh, dark hints. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, speaking of things that look dark, uh, actually, we, I can't segue into that yet because we have trailers. Sorry. <laughs> um, so for trailers this week, we have Women Talking. Looks like it's due to be out December 2nd. Directed by actress Sarah Pauly. In 2010, the women of an isolated religious community grapple with reconciling their reality with their faith, based on the novel by Miriam Toes, starring Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Frances McDormand, Judith Ivey, and Liv McNeil. Yeah, um, looks interesting. Ready PG-13. One hour, 44 minutes. So, I'm sure they're trying to go for that Oscar bait. Yeah. Something I feel probably is not. Unless it's Golden Globes musical or comedy. Is the movie Spirited. A musical version of Charles Dickens's story of a miserly misanthrope who is taken on a magical journey. Starring Ryan Reynolds. Uh. Will Ferrell, Joe Tippett, Amy Carrero, Octavia Spencer, uh, Sunita Mani, and Jen Tulek. Directed by Sean Anders and John Morris, and I do believe it's also written by them. Yes. Based on, obviously, Charles Dickens' work. That is coming to theaters November 11th and to streaming on Apple TV November 18th. So obviously probably going for a Golden Globe musical or comedy would be my guess. Yeah. PG-13, two hours, seven minutes. Interesting. Yep. (laughs) And sticking along the lines of musicals, we have the musical adaptation to Matilda. An adapt uh, coming to Netflix. It just says coming soon to Netflix. Uh, an adaptation of the Tony and Oliver Award-winning musical. Matilda tells the story of an extraordinary girl who, armed with a sharp mind and a vivid imagination, dares to take a stand to change her story with miraculous results. Starring Andrea Rosenborough, Lashana Lynch. Emma Thompson, Stephen Graham, Alicia Weir, Catherine Kingsley, and B.B. Messi. It looks cute. Uh, the original was cute with uh, Danny DeVito and Rhea Palmer. <laughs> I, I really like that one. 
I'm sure this one will be good too. Uh, next up, we have a sequel to a movie we've already covered once. Anola Holmes 2, coming November 4th. Now a detective for hire, Anola Holmes takes on her first official case to find a missing girl as the sparks of a dangerous conspiracy ignite a mystery that requires the help of friends and Sherlock himself to unravel. Starring Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, Helena Bonham Carter, David Thewlis, Lewis Partridge, Adil Ektar, Susan Wakoma, Hannah Dodd, and Sharon Duncan Brewster. Directed by Harry Bradbeer, it is PG-13, two hours, nine minutes long. So, wonder how they're going to, wonder if this one will keep along the same lines or they're going to try and do something different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I know the first one had a lot of fourth wall breaking. So I'm pretty sure it'll be, be bad as well. Yeah. <clears throat> we shall see. And then let's see here. Sure. It's weird. I can't. I'm not going to be. <laughs> the last one is Megan, which is funny when you try and search in an IMDb because they substitute the E with three lines. So when you try and do a search for it, it doesn't want to pop up. Oh, because you have to use the three. M3. That's stupid. All right. Uh, Megan, a robotics engineer at a toy company, builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Starring Jenna Davis, Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, Amy McDonald, Ronnie Chang, Brian Jordan Alvarez, and Arlo Green. Directed by Gerard Johnstone. Produced by James Wan. So you know it's going to be creeptacular. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, I watched the trailer for it. It looks kind of Chucky-ish, but not, I guess. Yeah. Chucky adjacent. There we go. Yeah, you can tell it took some inspiration from it. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. That'll be out in January. I think end of January. Perfect January movie. Yeah. If it's not going to come out now, you might as well wait till then. True. It's the time to put your... We're not sure, but... Good time to put them out. You're right. So... All righty. Shall we get into our features? Features. Sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, for our first feature presentation, we have the conclusion, question mark, (laughs) as always. Uh, Conclusion to this trilogy, we'll say. We have Halloween Ends, rated R with a runtime, one hour, 51 minutes. This came out October 14th. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode come 
comes to a spine-chilling climax in this final installment of this trilogy. Directed by David Gordon Green, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichak, James Jude Courtney, uh, Rohan, I think it's pronounced Rohan, Campbell, Will Patton, Jesse C. Boyd, Marco Barbary, Destiny Moan, Joey Harris. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically, this is picking up four years later, I think, after the second, after the, the middle one of this trilogy. Right. Uh, Lori's obviously moved to a new home because her other one burnt to the ground in the first one. Which I did rewatch. I rewatched that one to kind of gauge. I rewatched it after watching this one, I believe. I can't remember. Um, and no, I, yeah, I rewatched it before I watched this one. That's what it was. And I decided that I still like the first one the best. And the other two are just kind of okay. They're. Middle of the road. They're not the worst thing I've ever watched, but they definitely could have done better or just not done them at all and just left it after the first one. Right. So it'd be a one a one off and go from there. <laughs> I know. That's the crazy that's, that's but, the thing that I think it's more. Yeah. But it so So yeah, so Lori and Allison are living together because obviously Lori's daughter slash Alice's mom died in the second one. Yeah, in the second one. Mm-hmm. And so they're now living together. You know, Allison's in high school, discovering boys and all that other fun stuff. Lori's trying to move, is writing a book and trying to be spend more time with Allison. And you know, in preparation of of course Halloween and everything coming up. And everyone believing that Michael Myers is dead, but instead he's, you know, he's kind of turned into a Ninja Turtle, just kind of living in the sewers. I know. <laughs> yep. We are introduced to a new character, uh, Corey. The movie even starts with his, I guess you can almost say, origin story. Yeah. And where he's babysitting, and the kid he's babysitting kind of more or less plays a prank, and then he kind of we'll say he gets anxious is that a good way to put it <laughs> about being locked in an attic or something yeah i guess um I guess he has a phobia of being locked in a yeah dark space and like flip a light or you know or he's just frustrated because the kid yeah. tricked him he didn't like yeah that. yeah and you know then an accident occurs and Corey's then, you know, goes to court, gets acquitted, but then is still deemed as the kid that killed this other kid. Yeah. So basically, he kind of has a, I won't say a similar Mike Myers origin story, but he's the, like the new boogeyman, more or less. Just he's like his stories become more myth than truth, I guess is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And so he tries to more or less stay away, stay away from people as much as possible because... 
and he just works at the junkyard and kind of does his thing. Or, yeah, junkyard shop, scrap place. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of stays to himself. But then, of course, Allison meet, you know, him and Allison meet, and, you know, they sparks fly and everything, and Lori starts kind of seeing warning signs with him. And he, she's trying to help him so he doesn't more or less go off a deep end, so to speak. Yeah. And it doesn't work out too well. <laughs> like Dexter, he's got a dark passenger. That's yes, to more or less. Him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to deter that. I didn't mind that storyline mm-hmm. because the way I see it is there's really only two ways this franchise can go. Yes, you could keep the same guy. You can keep Michael Myers as your boogeyman, or you could finally kill off that dude and have a new boogeyman, mm-hmm. and just spawn that off. Like, I mean, it could be. Why not? Because I think I was reading where, like, when Halloween originally came out, they was wanting to do more like an anthology where it was different kind of Halloween esque right. stories, not necessarily focusing on. You know Michael Myers, Laurie, but you know that kind of became popular, so they just stuck with it, right? So, Except for season of the witch. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't watched that. Yeah, um, but this one was kind of more like, you know, Michael Myers is there, but he's more background, and this is this is a character that's got some issues, so we're going to focus on him. And um, but then but then getting to Corey and Allison's relationship, like she's really going in on him. Like as soon as she yeah. saw him, she's like she's shooting her shot. Like she's uh, yep. Getting zingers, he's not catching them all, but it works out eventually. But it's just like she she knew what she want went for it. <laughs> so, yeah, but it did feel more like a trauma bonding in a way. Yeah, because you know, she's still dealing with mom passing, and then he's got his issues, so it's kind of like they got similar things going on. Baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they kind of relate to that. And then Lori, for everything she's gone through, she's still in the Halloween spirit, has decorations and all that. I'm like. <laughs> Hey, I thought that'd be the least, you know, it'd be the one thing you'd probably stay away from. But well, it's trying to get over your yeah, trauma. Trying to, yeah, yeah, trying to get back to, to normalcy, and um, not forgetting what's happened, but just moving forward and just putting a positive spin on everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that opening sequence, I didn't expect it. Me either. I was just like, okay, that was a cool start. All right. And, um, but then as I was watching, I was like, yeah, this is going to make a lot of folks mad. <laughs> so it looked in to me, it kind of seemed like it was going to go one direction, like the one you kind of think it's going to go. And then it just doesn't. And they're like, who like was this a choice by the filmmakers or a choice by the studio execs that got nervous? Right. Right. Because I did. I think I was reading they did do some reshoots. So I'm not sure. We'll, we'll find out what was replaced, but um, yeah, I feel like there's there's a certain point in the movie. I'm not gonna say exactly what, but um, I feel like after this point happens, it's kind of questionable if what we see after that is what really happens, or if it was kind of like Joker. If it was in right. the mind of the character where things still happen, but not exactly as we see it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because there is a very interesting decision. I mean, it's a very definitive 
end for one, possibly two characters. And so you kind of wonder, well, if they are going to continue this, how are they going to do it? Yeah. And one thing's for sure, this it is kind of hard to talk about this movie without getting into big spoilers on it. And I don't really... F- I wouldn't want to do a spoiler episode on this just because there's... I wouldn't be... Other than like three or five minutes, <laughs> it wouldn't be worth, you know, uh, like don't worry, Darwin, and where we had plenty more to say. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of when talking with um, when I talked with somebody uh, this morning or the other day about this movie and kind of my thoughts about it. It to me, it also felt like they were focusing a lot on like small details as far as trying in order to pay homages to the other Halloween movies of some sort. And it felt like at some point that might've become more of a distraction that takes away from what you're trying to accomplish with an overall story. Right. Well, we got to put this in here. So, you know, cause this is like a nod over from this movie or this movie. And it's just like, that's great. What let's focus. That's great. But let's come back over here. Let's focus on an overall story. with an overall get distracted halfway and let, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shiny object. Yeah. Shiny object. Yeah. Didn't forget about these other things. You know, yes, the, the first movie, well, the 2018 movie kind of negates everything after the original 78, but we're still recognizing it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it because I watched it on Peacock on yeah. Friday and then Saturday yep, went same. to the theater and watched it. So oh, okay. I still, I still felt good about it. Did 4DX? Don't have to do. 40X. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's just not. Um, didn't like add anything. It didn't yeah. take away either, but it's like a lot of lulls, so it's not yeah. like you know constant. Yep. But you know, you don't have to do that. You know, you can watch standard right. and be just fine, or yeah. IMAX, or yeah. not like a good action movie where <laughs> not every five doom, minutes doom, you got. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I. I thought it was okay. It, I didn't hate it. I, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just, eh, it's all right. I just, <clears throat> there's a couple of decisions I didn't really enjoy, I guess. But I was like, I don't think that was a good one. I think this could have been done maybe a little bit better, or maybe we could switch this or this. Um, I don't know. I just think by the time you get to a third movie you should have a you should want to try something new other than the Corey storyline that stick with it if that's going to be your thing stick with it yeah and i just feel like they didn't <laughs> obviously i don't i think they could have done a lot with that storyline i just feel like they kind of missed the mark on that one because i think they're worried about i think the studio's more worried than we'll say the studio's more worried than the director, or, you know, the writers. I don't think it's a writer's thing. I mean, it's a horror movie. You really can't. Yeah. It's just trash dialogue, but I mean, the script itself was okay. It's just the story just needed some help. I think like an overall story. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I didn't dislike it. I still found it, found it enjoyable as well. I probably will rewatch all three of them in a row. Just, you know, but, but uh, did it wow me? No. 
first one did. Second one was just okay. I'm like, eh. I wish this was. A, wish one. that was better too. Yeah, the second one the thing I didn't like about that one was bringing the old characters back that survive, and you know, thinking back on it, like, well, I think that was the whole point of having Michael Myers not have any loose ends, <laughs> and um, it's like they survive, they're wanting to go after him. Michael's like, eh, all right, I'll take y'all out too, kind of thing. Um, but of course, the first one was more similar to the to the, to the original '78 movie, where it's more when Michael Myers is walking around, you got his perspective in the shadows, you know, as the shape. Which, you know, he didn't really have a name in that yep. one. Came right. out later. Um, and this one, I'm just curious why they did a four year time jump instead of maybe like maybe a year. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just to show that. Maybe just to show Andy like getting ready to graduate and all that and adulthood and whatnot. I yeah. I yeah, I don't know either. Maybe just to so that everybody in town has kind of gotten back to a sense of normalcy because it's been four years. Whereas you know, after, yeah, not everybody, but you know. Most will say most people in town. Yeah. So back to you're not you're not on edge after the events of the second one. Yeah. So I mean, there's I'm not gonna oh. say what, but there's a scene at the grocery store where I'm just like, how is this person there? Because <laughs> exactly the second one, like, all right, everybody, <laughs> hey, listen, listen, everybody survives. Neck wounds in in, Hall- in the Halloween movies. Apparently. You get stabbed in the neck and you survive. They got amazing doctors there in Haddonfield. Apparently, yeah, they specialize in neck wounds. Apparently, <laughs> they're great. They're great at what they do. Yep, that's what three. I think I think there's like three people that have survived from being stabbed in the neck. <laughs> wow. Just roll with, yeah, we just roll with. Okay. <laughs> it's just like I had one thought for how this one ended, and I was like, they can make it make sense. They can. Yep. They they'll can find sure a way. Things make sense. It'll be, yeah. it'll be uh, soap opera logic, as I like to refer to it. Yeah. <laughs> just. Well, you know. <laughs> but again, it, it didn't. It's fine. Yeah. yeah it's it's not you're not going to be. Don't. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be wowed by any means. But it again is enjoyable and it's great for this time of year. So, if you've seen the other two or any of the other Halloween movies, you're more than likely going to see this anyways. Yeah, I was reading a comment. They said it's a good Halloween movie, but not a good Halloween movie. Right, exactly. It's a good movie to watch at Halloween or the season of Halloween, but it is not a good franchise. I was thinking, like, as far as this trilogy of movies, I mean, it 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 kind of works. It doesn't fit in anything else. Yeah. But nope. these three. Yeah. That's why they say it's the end of this trilogy, this installment. Ugh. All right, let's move on to something that I think probably would have been a better 4DX experience, actually. Uh, we watched on Netflix The Curse of Bridge Hollow, rated TV 14. With an out- runtime of one hour, 29 minutes long, 
uh, starring Marwin Waynes. I think it's Priya. Priya. Uh, Ferguson from uh, Stranger Things plays Lucas's sister. Uh, Kelly Rowland, John Michael Higgins, Lauren Lapkus, Rob Riggle, Nia Vardolis, who I didn't recognize. She's the only one I didn't recognize. Abby Monterey and Holly J. Barrett, as well as Miles Perez. So, uh, this is the story of a teenage girl who accidentally releases an ancient and mischievous spirit on Halloween which causes decorations to come alive and wreak havoc. She must team up with the last person she'd want to in order to save their town. Her father. Wow. Like, dang, that's wow. That's like <laughs> rude. Right. Dang. Uh, so this, this movie was directed by Jeff Wadlow, who directed movies which is this is an interesting filmography compared to this movie <clears throat> excuse me he has directed uh are you afraid of the dark which kind of fits he directed fantasy island that we watched uh truth or dare true memoirs of an international assassin kick-ass 2 never back down and cry wolf <laughs> so a lot of more adult themed movies right and then this one which i so i started watching it got about halfway through and then i was like tired so i went fell asleep so i didn't watch the rest but i woke up uh sunday morning grayson was up too we were the only two up i was like cool i said hey i have a movie for us to watch and then, of course, she's like, what? what? I said, trust, just sit down. Halloween decorations come to life. You'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> what caused in the entire, like, 15 minutes of the movie? Well, is that what's going to cause the decoration? Did you sit and watch? When, you, when have you started asking questions during movies? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not that kid. Stop being that kid. <laughs> yeah, just sit and watch. And she gave it three thumbs up, even though she's only got two. Yeah. But. Uh, she really liked it. It's chock full of humor, fun, great family movie, great kids movie. It's it's great. I mean, I just it it's this year's Hubie Halloween. Maybe a little less adult humor. Yeah, uh, Hubie had a little bit more, but <clears throat> this one's great for everybody. Basically, uh, Marlon Wayans plays Howard Gordon, and him and his wife uh, Emily played by Kelly Rowan, move themselves and their daughter, uh, Sydney, played by, I'm going to say Priya, Priya Ferguson, uh, to this small town of Bridge Hollow from, they moved from New York City. So they are having to move to a smaller town and the house they moved into apparently used to be home to a madam a hundred and something years ago who performed this seance to keep, uh, I keep, I want to get the name wrong. It's not cringy, Jack. It's what, springy, springy, something like that. Stingy. Stingy, yes. Stingy, stingy Jack, I, which yeah. I've never quite figured out that one. But uh, 
who, of course, Stingy Jack wanted to bring up, basically make it to where it's Halloween year-round. So they had to perform this spell, which cursed Stingy Jack to stay inside what is supposed to be a pumpkin, but it looks more like a mummy f- head. It's kind of what it looks like. A sur- <laughs> a, yeah, mummified pumpkin or ceramic head is kind of what it looks like. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, along comes... So, Sydney's using this Ouija app on her phone. Which, you know, of course, her dad makes fun of her because he's, sci- he's a science teacher, and that's why they moved there. Yeah. <clears throat> and he... Uh, so he believes in all science and obviously not supernatural because science can prove anything, blah, blah, blah. And he, uh, so, you know, the fact that she's trying to use this Ouija app, he's like, well, what are they going to do? It's like, how, how do the spirits even do that? Do they have Wi-Fi? You know, stupid dad jokes, you know, also kind of patronizing his daughter. And he's always gotten his daughter to do things that he was interested for her to do instead of letting her become her own person. And, you know, so, so, you know, basically the mom's like, you have to let him, let her be, do things on her own, let her try and discover who she, you know, what kind of person she wants to be. So of course she's in the supernatural stuff and is trying to, so by using the Ouija app, she contacts the madam, uh, Madam Hawthorne, and basically that leads her to this this uh, hole in the wall that finds this chest and it has the pumpkin head in there. And of course, later on that night, uh, they get into an argument. She lights this pumpkin head, and you know he tries to blow it out, and then it comes back, you know, lights back up, and then things occur, and then decorations start coming to life. So now she has now they have to try and get it to where these decorations quit coming to life and try and solve them, try and do all this before midnight or else stingy Jack comes back. And, you know, basically they're stuck with having Halloween forever. Yeah, more or less. He has to transfer his spirit into somebody's body before. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, a lot of similar things here with certain movies we've talked about. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I was like, all right, a candle gets lit, and then it, the spirit is unleashed. Like, sounds like Hocus Pocus. Sounds like Spirit Halloween. Um, but my favorite part was um, the neighbor Sully in his yard of yes. zombies, Walking Rob- Dead. Yes, yes, Rob Riggle. Like, yes. I was like, cool. Ooh. He's, he's trying to get... Mm-hmm. He's trying to get um, <clears throat> Howard to get into the spirit by offering him a werewolf decoration to put in the yard because everybody takes Halloween serious. And Howard's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get into it. Because like, what do he say? He's like, so you believe in like they say in the trailer, like you believe in Santa? And yeah, so he's like, well, what have you heard? Uh, is he all right? Yeah, well, yeah, is he all right? <laughs> it's like, what's going on? With him? Yeah, I was like, so yeah, that answers that. But um, it's it's funny. I, like I like somebody sent me the trailer. Tuesday, uh-huh. I kind of forgot about it. So when you sent me your list of what you watched, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and so I went ahead and started watching it, and um, enjoyed it. 
Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, your teenager gets moved to a town that you didn't want to move to. Got all your friends in New York, and now you're looking, thinking it's a chance to be able to do your own thing. But then dad's trying to hold. Still you know, influence. Yeah, still trying to influence her. You know, he did. She did karate, but she wanted to do ballet. Yep. Uh, was it science? Got into science, which is what he wanted, and. You know, she admits it was fun, but now she's older, she wants to get out of it and do other things, yeah. but he's just not wanting to let go, you know. But, um, you know, there's always a reason behind things, which we learn later. And then yeah. the mom, wife, Emily, she's baked, she is into baked goods, but it's vegan. And, <laughs> right. And, and she's a lawyer. Like, she's a lawyer, yeah. but she wants to open up a baking store. I'm like, I feel like you're the bread. I mean, you're like the one making the money here. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to open up a, a bougie vegan baking what? shop. Maybe, maybe she was in a situation similar where maybe the lawyer wasn't what she wanted. And now she's in a town where she can do something <laughs> different. So she wants to showcase her talent. Yeah. She needs to do some market research first though. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to go walk around town and find out. Yeah, Find out what people are into. I mean, hell, I've learned that much from watching Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, her ingredients aren't the tastiest, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. She learns. She learns. Yep. Everybody yeah. has everybody has a life a life lesson they learned. Yes. Or an undead lesson. I don't even know. <laughs> and then also with the Walking Dead set up, when those zombies come to life and yeah, somebody gets bit and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna turn into a zombie." And it's like, zombie. "Oh, it's okay." It's, <laughs> yeah, still All fake. Right. Yeah, still fake. Still not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, it's great. I I really enjoyed it. It. Yeah, they. Netflix has found their niche when it comes to the Halloween market, like the Halloween movies. Because that one and Human Hubie Halloween both are great. And Vampire Vampires in the Bronx was good too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean they've had some good successes with those type of movies, especially you know age appropriate. I guess you could say for the younger audience. Right. So like you know around the tweens and younger, they they've really kind of found a a good sweet spot for sure. I no, I I really enjoyed it. Grayson loved it. Uh, you were caught a few minutes, but then kind of went back upstairs. So, like, all right, dude. Yeah. See you in a little bit. <laughs> he was still trying to wake up, though. Okay. But no, I, I enjoyed both of them a lot. Because he was like, that's too early for this. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Oh. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> that was it. But, yeah, no, both are really good. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy I'll definitely rewatch this one for sure. And recommend it. All right, my friend, you're up. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just gonna kind of briefly go over my trip into disaster movie territory. Okay. Um, so I've, I talked about the core last week, mm-hmm. and um, so this week I ended up watching a few movies, like two of, but one of them I did had never heard of, and three of them I'd heard of but never watched. Um, so I watched Volcano. Came out April yeah April twenty fifth ninety seven, runtime of an hour and forty four minutes, and it stars Tommy Lee Jones and Hayes, 
uh, Gabby Hoffman, Don Cheadle, and Keith David. And, you know, got a good cast there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about a, a, volca- a volcano erupts in downtown L.A. And a city official and a seismologist try to stop the inevitable flow through the city. I thought it was a, thought it was a you know, considering the, the um, I guess the subject matter, it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy Jones has a teenage daughter who wants to spend time with him, but he, all he does is work. He's got a ex-wife that's getting on him about that. But it's like, you know, his job's pretty important for this. So he's got to focus on that, you know, otherwise. Yeah. It's not going to be not going to have anything, any place to live. And um, I thought it was I thought it was cool. I thought it was good. And then I watched Dante's Peak, which came out da- a couple months Dante's. before it. Dante's. <laughs> Dante's. That's how Pierce Brosnan is it. Dante's. And um, I watched that. What interesting trivia is that these two movies were kind of in a race on who can be released first because they had the same subject matter. Yep, premise. Yep, and Dante's Peak came out in February, '97, and uh, I was reading. They said they had the better success, which I kind of like Volcano first, but maybe because I watched it first. You know, if I had yeah. watched them in the order that they released, maybe I would have felt different. But it did. It did. Dante's Peak did feel more accurate as far as how they went about studying the volcano, and you know, um, it was it was fun. Again, this is disaster, but. It's, it was it was a fun movie to watch, um, but in this one, a uh, volcanologist arrives at a countryside town recently named the second most desirable place to live in America, which you know <laughs> obviously means some tragic's going to happen. <laughs> yep, and discovers that the long dormant volcano Dante's Peak may wake up at any moment. Um, there was a moment in here that kind of made me think of the core, because. Uh, Pierce and this woman getting away in a vehicle and a piece of lava falls in the truck and hits her in the head and kills her. So in the core, something similar like that happened to one of the one of the researchers and a piece of lava fall and hits him in the helmet, killing him. So he got it worse because he actually fell in the lava after that. So it's like um again, for what it was, pretty fun movie. I uh, got to see it um Two similarities in this one and the next one will bring up. They don't really do great as far as warning people. Like, you know, the town, Dante's Peak, this town. Mm-hmm. They're they're not, they're a tourist place. So kind of like in Jaws, like if there's a volcano ripping, that means we got to shut things down and we're losing money. And it's always right. money. We're focused on the money. We're going to mess up our, our tourist, tourism. And so, and of course, once they finally learn what's happening, it's too late. You know, it's like... We're giving them warning as soon as I got here. We could have got these people out and it would have been a big thing, but you know, you focused on the money. Um, then the next movie I watched, I watched 2012, 2012, and that one was a wild ride, literally. <laughs> like the, yep. the, the, the car scene when they're driving, trying to get, get his family out of, yep, get his awesome. family away from, you know, get them to the plane so they can fly away. Even the the several plane sequences, I was like, man, this would be good in 4DX if it came out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. that came that released uh, November 13th, 2009, runtime of two hours and 38 minutes, starring John Cusack, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Brenda Pete, Oliver Platt, Tendaway Newton, Danny Glover, 
Woody Harrelson. A uh, frustrated writer struggles to keep the family alive when a series of global catastrophes threaten to annihilate mankind. Yeah, that I kind of wish they maybe have like a disaster week where they release these movies in theaters again. <laughs> yes, and maybe maybe like for a week you'll have this, you know, two two of the movies in 40x at different times. I'd definitely go see this in 40x because oh, totally. I would. I'd be there with you. Yeah. Um. And the same with this final movie, San Andreas, which came out May 29th, 2015. I did see that in IMAX. Yeah. That would have been cool, It was too. good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, starring Dwayne Johnson, uh, Carla Gugino, Alexandra Daddario. Uh, I guess this is Yoan Gruffud, Archie Punjabi, Al Giamatti. Uh, in the aftermath of a massive earthquake in California, a rescue chopper pilot makes a dangerous journey with his ex-wife across the state to rescue, in order to rescue his daughter. Um, yeah, this one, this one, 2012. I'd love to for them to be in a 40x, just because of it would be probably one where I'd like when I was watching Shang Chi, where I'm like, I can't, I want to take a break from 40x because it's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. I think disaster movies are kind of part of my guilty pleasure movies. Like you, it's no, not big totally, story yeah, yeah. Nope, but, but it's, it's just, just about go, go, go. Yep, get get a team together, or if you got a family trap, you got to get them safe and keep them safe. And of course, you're gonna lose some people along the way. But yep. Um, but I will say, at least in San Andreas, they did a better job of warning people. <laughs> they it, they yep. yeah, they did let them yep. know it helped some, not many, but they at least got it out there. So yeah, the other three kind of failed at that. It was more last minute warnings and the other ground splitting in half. Just kind of late, kind of late there. Um, yeah, well, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna find some more to watch. <laughs> uh, if you ever watched the Towering Inferno mm, from the '70s, oh, you got to find that one. I may. I may have a copy of that. If I do, I'll get it to you. But Tower Inferno is one of my favorites. Um, huge, huge cast. Huge cast. Kind of like a, because during that time, you had Towering Inferno, the Poseidon Adventure, and uh, Earthquake. Those were kind of the big three disaster movies of its time, you know, the 70s during that time. And I forgot who the uh, producer was that was making all those, but he's he was the Roland Emmerich of its time <laughs> of the seventies doing all those disaster movies and whatnot. But yeah, the uh, Tower Inferno is one of my favorites. Original Poseidon Adventure is also pretty good, just because there's so much practical effects that's being used in both of those movies. Right. They didn't have you know obviously they didn't have CGI back then. Oh, they barely had C. <laughs> <laughs> much less much less the gi part of it true so, yeah. but yeah no, I would, yeah you should uh definitely check those out if i don't have them the library will so or they're probably on stream who knows at this point um sure i can work some magic to find it i'm sure you can some hocus pocus yeah <laughs> okay so, for my last movie, I came across 
I came across on, I don't even remember how I found it. Oh, on Hulu. I came across the title and I was like, yeah, you've already got me hooked. Amish Witches. The True Story of Holmes County. I'm like, hmm. All right. Let's see what this is about. It is a Lifetime movie. So I'm like, oh my God, a Lifetime movie about Amish Amish witches. Yeah, I'm in. (laughs) Like, all right. I already know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. So when a reality TV crew moves into Holmes County, Ohio, to document the lives of an isolated sect of Schwarzenegger Amish, production is halted by the death of a Brock Brockow, Brockow, I think that's how they pronounced it, which is a nom- which is the Amish word for witch. So, okay, so you're saying that this is going to be a Blair Witch style, basically, you know, fake documentary. Or a doc, yeah, fake doc. This is gonna be a fake documentary movie, not a real documentary, but it's a fake documentary movie. Oh, a boy or witch, where they go to interview people and things start happening, but you're gonna keep filming. <laughs> now, unlike Blair Witch, that has in there, they have some very strict rules about cameras and audio and all that, like all that stuff. When you re- if you were to watch it or rewatch it, it's fascinating because when they're shooting on the actual camera, not the handheld camera, like uh, we call it HD, you know, camera with mm-hmm. the cassette in there, just real camera, the audio sounds so distant because it's it's the black and white, you know, camera reel. Right. So you're not going to have audio; it's just footage. So the audio is distant, and you know, it sounds like it's far away. All right, so this movie does not worry about such things. (laughs) They have a handheld camera, but they have this really nice setup, too, because this is supposed to take place. um, Oh, this did come out 2016, apparently. Uh, It's an hour and 27 minutes long. But yet the cameras are you choosing to use. The handheld cameras are like from 2008. It's really weird. But yet their film camera is really nice. I'm like, I'm. Seeing where the, anyways, so I'm like, all right, I'm getting hung up on the dumbest things, which I'm guilty of doing anyways. So one, it's interesting that the Amish are going to invite people with cameras into their society to begin with. So any kind of logic you want to try and infuse into this movie, just stop. I had a hard time, but. Like, well, for Amish people, they're wearing makeup. <laughs> That's kind of generally they don't wear makeup. Um, silly things like that. Just forget it. OK, just sit and watch the movie. So basically, they have this family that is more what they're not shunned, per se. They're just kind of they're the house that not everybody really goes to. Yeah. Unless they really need help and then they will. Like they come because this grandmother passes away. Well, they want to bury her with the rest of the community, but because the grandmother, I guess, was accused of being a witch, they have shunned her. So therefore, she has to be married. She has to be buried outside of the property, like the burial property. Right. 
So, and of course, to their beliefs, if she's not buried peacefully with, in, you know, in the cemetery, then she won't she won't be able to rest in peace. And so there's a lot of ar- argument going on between that and with the with the men of the Amish community, the heads, you know, the the head men of the community and these ladies. Mind you, they're just using stuff from the just herbs and stuff like that from the ground, like most Amish people do, as far as like farming and stuff. Right. And that's just simple remedies. They're not they don't have like a a witch book that they're conjuring up spells and stuff. It's just they just uh, because they're able to heal people and because they have these, you know, basically just uh, home remedies, I guess is a good way to put it. They, of course, think different of these ladies. So the filmmakers are trying not to interfere, but of course they can't like bad documentarians. They have to, you know, interject in there. Uh, of course, when the men in the uh, come to this house, they're having to hide. The documentarians are having to hide, but they're hiding behind like a kitchen counter, which is like what three, four feet tall. So literally, if you just looked over the counter, you would see the dude right there, but <laughs> with a camera. Yeah, I'm just like, and the guy's like walking. Quite, I'm like, okay, this is a little bit tough to get through. But if you, again, you have to kind of remove logic from the story but as a whole there there are some a decent amount of uh tense situations which make it entertaining the story's not bad to be honest um the story's not bad it could i just think they could have done a couple little different things as far as where they put cameras okay like uh i mean again this is 2016 if they could have taken any lessons from how they shot The Office, I mean, forget how they shot Blair Witch, but even just how just watching how they shot The Office as far as like a mockumentary style filmmaking of, hey, this is why we put the camera here, because obviously you wouldn't have a camera here at this spot. You would move it somewhere else to where it's more hidden. Yeah. Stuff like that, I think, could have helped it. But overall, it's a it's a fine for a lifetime movie, it's actually pretty well done, and I actually enjoyed it. And I probably wouldn't mind watching it again. The acting's not bad. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not terrible. It's got some decent amount of jumps and and uh, tense situations, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. So, for what it is, I just wish they could have. I think they could have made some different decisions as far as like the technical aspect of the making of. The movie because of what kind of movie it was trying to be. Now, it does say that it is the true story of Holmes County, even though it says it in the title. It is still a completely fake story. It this did not really happen or anything like it. It is just something they put in the title to get I don't know if to get people to believe that this actually happened or what. Um, kind of like the Blair Witch Project, you know, is marketing. So, yeah, the marketing thing, even though it's a Lifetime movie, so not much marketing going on. But for a TV movie, I was, you know, I enjoyed it. I wasn't, I wasn't mad, you know. I, I enjoyed it, so. Yeah. Amish witches. Dun, dun, dun. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> and 
And that's all I got as far as movies. Uh, for me, I got caught up on House of Dragons for TV. And that's it. Yeah, I watched, I did get, catch up on that. Um, I did watch the She-Hulk finale. Yep, I also watched that too. Yeah. Also has people divided, of course. Of course. Of course. They did some, they did some cool, entertaining things with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the most fourth wall breaking of the fourth wall breaking. <laughs> yeah. I was Facts. Like, okay, what are we doing with this? I'm like, okay, yeah. I like that. I like that. We're doing but, four and five walls. <laughs> like, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, this is not. It's. I'm. I'm pretty sure when I get online, it's going to be a lot of. Oh my god, Ooh. I can't believe they did. I'm like, Ugh. I just can't be happy about anything. Nope. Anything. But, nothing. But but it's cool. You know, people have their opinions. But I just start to wonder if these opinions are just based on what the majority of people are saying, or is it people that really feel that way, or are they just trying to. Right this because that's the hot thing you know i think they're doing it because it's a female lead and there's a lot of incels out there so yeah Maybe on. <laughs> that's that i i, I kind of yeah because if it if this because if there were a dude in this role yeah it was deadpool doing the same thing yep whatever i mean yeah. it's like um what is it they were mad because she was twerking with make the stallion all right, Chris Pratt, the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, was dancing and singing, giving yep. the dinosaurs a microphone. In game, America's ass comment, you know, things yep. like that. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. But then, oh, I'm going to twerk with Max Stallion. I'm, I don't know. It was like it's even with the movie um, uh, The Woman King. There's a lot of dudes complaining about that, saying about how it makes men look weak and all. I'm like, let me watch it. <laughs> Yeah, you just, I don't know. Just saying, oh, this can't be happy. No, oh. oh, I mean, like, yeah, those two oh. episodes that were kind of ho hum, but overall, yep. you got you overall got, enjoyed it. You have She Hulk introduced now, so she's gonna pop mm-hmm. up some time later in other projects. Um, got to see Abomination again. Yep, you know the series. He's different, but yep. they explain why. Um, I mean. Maybe the the things they set up early mm-hmm. on didn't go the way that they intended, right. or you may have thought was going to go in the in the finale. But I mean, it's just right. him being self aware of the talk. Yep, <laughs> like we know what you're talking and, about, so we're just going to put it in your face. Yep, and uh, you know, plus you got the Wongers. I mean, come on, yeah, can't go wrong with the Wongers. <laughs> no, hell no. And then you know, plus you finally got Daredevil. So hush. Like, be happy for what you get. Yeah. <laughs> Crying out you loud. Could not, couldn't have, could, could probably not have it at all. At all. And you got a very, very, very brief look at Planet Hulk. Very brief. Planet Hulk or World War Hulk. I don't even know. Whatever they're going to go with. I can't remember which one they're going to. I think it's Planet Hulk. Anyways, got a little introduction into that. It's like, oh, look at that. Okay. We're doing that now. I saw that, like, oh, maybe Universal's kind of like, all right, we'll play along. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. I was, I was happy with it. Move on, move on. So, So for me, House of Dragons, I was like, I got caught up and I'm still like, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're going to go with this? Okay. All right. And then I'm like, 
y'all got to quit having some sort of celebrations or fancy, you know, whatever event things. Y'all need to quit having that because yeah. nothing good's going to ever come from that. Any large gathering, something happening. Just like get your face punched in, or you have red weddings, just, or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just do the, just do stuff on the download. It's fine. It's in, you know, letters by by bird. Like, right. right. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're doing this. Just let you know, but don't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye if you but, can, but don't stay yeah. long. <laughs> it's really weird that they made Jack White's kid the king, though. Just really weird. I was like, oh, he about to go icky thump on somebody. He's <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> gonna send his seven nation army after. Right. <laughs> you know, they things as well. Um, gotta introduce the possible rivalry that may come to play later. Yep. Like, I look alike, so <laughs> only one of y'all can exist. <laughs> yep. Off the top. I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess there's just one more week left, and then season, season finale, not series finale. <laughs> like, oh, we're gonna do more than one season of this. How much more are we gonna fast forward through in time? Um, for the ring show, either have had their finale or it's coming up. So maybe once that's done, I'll watch it. I'm still. Okay. I think I've only watched three episodes. Oh, I think I'm too behind. I think I'm too behind. I did watch. Um, I am. I did catch up on Atlanta. This is their final season. Thing. Oh, okay. Episode six, like the previous episode, they were kind of going in on Tyler Perry, but um, one of the characters, Van, got told about going to this production studio to do some acting. She brought her daughter with her. Daughter ends up being part of the show, and like she could not keep up with. It. Like every time. She turned around, daughter's gone to another set, and she's trying to catch up with him because she's not happy about it at all. Like, you know, how are you going to take my kid and not tell me what's going on or tell me where she's at? Then she finally meets the main guy, main person over, I think his name is Mr. Chocolate. <laughs> but it's obvious, obviously <laughs> Tyler Perry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a kind of a dig in him. And um, it was hilarious. And in the most recent episode, there's a, a scene where Aaron and Darius are trying to get some some Nikes, and they're asked to do something strange for these shoes. And uh, I might have posted the video where it's like, you know, we put too much emphasis on these shoes, and we're, you know, we're, we're above above certain things. And um, yeah, but it's it's been a good season. I think it's two episodes left, maybe. Okay. Cool. Cool beans, man. I'm behind on The Walking Dead, though. I just now realized Uh-oh. that. <laughs> For shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see here. We have got... I'm on the wrong. <laughs> wow. I'm a little bit behind. Hold on one second here. Uh-oh. There we go. I was on the wrong month as far as my planner. Shame on me. So it looks like this week we'll have coming up Black Adam, which I'm sure somebody's excited about. Tickets to Paradise and My Policeman. Coming up this week. 
So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I got him. I mean, I'm going to go. I'm just, I cannot get excited about that movie. I just saw a more recent trailer, but it still hasn't changed. It's not like, oh, yeah, I really got to see it now type thing. But um, some things have been kind of spoiled about some of those making appearances. I'm like, I don't like the Internet. <laughs> yeah. So I stay um, off of it. <clears throat> And then I did see the new trailer for Black Panther, which I was trying to not see. But like I was sitting here like, came on, like, man, should I just walk out and wait? But I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is, it was a good trailer, but I was like, I didn't need another trailer. I'm, I'm right, going to see don't. it. I'm, already, I'm, I'm excited. Like that one I'm excited for. I don't, that, that first trailer, yep. that's all you we need. We good. We good. Yeah. Save that for when it comes out. Like that Monday after the first yes. week, they put it out. But um, but it didn't it didn't give anything away. I still don't know what they're gonna do. You know, I have no, no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. Cool. <sighs> I guess we'll find out. Dun, yep. dun, dun. All right, folks. Well, we hope everyone is continuing to have an amazing Rocktober. Already halfway through it, sadly. But here we are. And may you continue to have an awesome Rocktober, and we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.